Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Block Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome into the midweek brief. It's the hour of power in the middle of the week as we wanted to get on air Sunday. Just too many things going on for Sunny down in Arizona on Sunday. So we decided to catch it during the week. We didn't know what day it would be, but I'm back in the D double the D A double L A S. As we are all set and ready to go for this week here, we will be on air this Sunday as the Couch Potato Sports Show does continue its Sunday morning tradition. Just too many things going on as I was dealing with things down in Arizona, so here we are right now. That having been said, of course, that's the name of the show on Sunday, but it is today, the midweek brief hour of power is upon us. And we got a great show going on as we're going to do this within the hour. I may stay on after the hour, but there are a lot of things to talk about. And there are three quarterbacks that have got big stories. There's a wide receiver that we definitely want to talk about. And then there is some other things within the NFL that we're going to talk about. But the things that are the big news and the things that we wanted to talk about are all set and ready to go. And it started out this past week when I got a message from my fine co-host, of course, that being Cuervo. And we were talking about, gosh, we got something to talk about. And we did. And we still do. And that's the reason why we will talk about it here today as the uh, show does continue. Let's hit, hit this button right here. And, and it's a local story for my locals that are out there. Listening to and down in the D A double L A S Dallas, the big story here in reality uh, for the Dallas Cowboys is a move that they had to make, and a move that was made not because necessarily they wanted to. What are you talking about, Sonny? Well, I'm talking about the move to take the Des Bryant situation and ended. That having been said, guys, my brother made notice of this. There's not a lot of play right now out there for Des Bryant. There's not a lot of teams lining up to say, hey, we wanted Des Bryant on our football team. Why is that? Well, well, first of all, Des is a miserable human being. Let's just get that out of the way. And I talked about it, and I meant it when I was talking about why the heck. Okay, Cuervo is going to be in with us here in a couple of seconds. 
But why in the heck would anybody really worry about Des Bryant being on this football team? There, there is obviously not a connection right now between him and Des, uh, between him, that being Des Bryant, and of course, and, and there we go. Uh, I'm reading some notes that we just got from Cuervo as he's going to join us here in a couple minutes. Uh, but Des Bryant not making the, the move here in Dallas. You know, the big story, and one of the things that I hated to see is more than the fact that Des Bryant says this is personal. And I really have got a huge problem with this whole ordeal regarding Des Bryant. First of all, he's, like I said, miserable human being. Don't like the guy, and I've already, and I've said it many times, yes, I have something against this guy. Don't like him. As a as a human being, this guy this guy, it, when you hit your mother, okay, I, I can't. Oh, how do you say it? I can't have too much sympathy for you, and I'm not gonna have sympathy for you. You're a scumbag. I mean, if you're gonna be the lowest of low, okay, if you're gonna be that guy, okay, that turns around, you know. It, and has the goal to hit the person that brings you into this world, you know, I, I don't have a lot of sympathy for you. Dallas Cowboys, in reality, when you look at a lot of things that going on with Des Bryant within this franchise, you know, Jerry Jones does everything that he possibly can for this kid. All right. And... The simple fact of the matter is, is that the Dallas Cowboys made the mistake. They let they let Des Bryant really control what was going on, and the Dallas Cowboys, you know, partially this is their fault. They should have kept this guy again one year, kind of like what Kirk Cousins said. Put this guy out there on the franchise tag yet again, and then pay him if they were going to do it. But obviously, the Dallas Cowboys are not as smart as they think they are. They got nothing out of Des Bryant after he signs this contract. Gets absolutely nothing. So the question that I have, Jerry, the first thing I have for you, first of all, are you bitter? Is it personal for you, Jerry? And, and I think this should be. This should be because I, all Jerry Jones was bend over backward to try to help Des Bryant, first of all, be a good human being. Guess what? Des Bryant did not help his situation in Dallas by being the good guy. Jerry welcomed them with open arms. Jerry, a guy who is still PO'd that he didn't take Randy Moss a few years ago, decides to take the takes take a flyer on a problem child. That was Des Bryant. Folks, all you gotta do is go back and listen to the show about Des Bryant, what I've found out about him, what I know about him, 
Never mind the fact, you know, the, the situation back in Oklahoma State. My accusations that are accurate, and I put it out there about this, Brian, and here along comes Jerry. Jerry doesn't want to miss out on the next Randy Moss. And say whatever you want about Des Bryant. He is not even close to a Randy Moss. And they go out and sell the farm for this guy and bring him on home. So as Des comes out with the goal that he wants, you know, he says, this is personal. Yeah, okay, this is personal. Why is it personal, Des? I, I, that's the part I want to know. I mean, all they do is get it all set up, give him all the money in the world. He does nothing to live up to that money. They ask him to take the pay cut, and then guess what? Well, you know, you're not going to do us the, the solid like we did for you. Never mind look out for you. Never mind do everything for you, okay? But here's the situation. The Cowboys released Des Bryant, but he was not offered a pay cut. And the Dallas Cowboys did the right thing by not doing it. They just cut him because they knew what that situation was going to be. So the powers to be within the Dallas Cowboys, who are doing some good things, and that's because Jerry Jones has kind of let off the reins a little bit, but here we are, Des Bryant getting cut. They didn't ask him to take a pay cut. It's cutting. Why is that, do you think? Why is it? The Cowboys get bad talk this guy all day long. But guess what? That, that part's really irrelevant because Des I mean, the Dallas Cowboys don't have to down talk Des Bryant. Des Bryant is who he is. So, we got teams that are not even interested in Des Bryant, guys. Good, bad, or indifferent. And then Jason Garrett comes out and says Des Bryant's release is a quote-unquote challenging situation. I'm, I'm telling you right now, the, the happiest guy in the world that Des Bryant is not on this football team is Jason Garrett. And we go back to who Jason Garrett is. He's the yes man. He's the puppet. He is the biggest ass kiss that you'll ever find as a head coach in the NFL. Now, there's something to be said about it. If you go back and listen to our archives, listen, you know, Jerry, Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett's relationship is great. Why is that? It's simple. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Jason Garrett has stock and chapstick, and he walks in with all the flavors on Monday morning or the day after the game and says, Jerry, what flavor would you like to have on my lips when I kiss your ass? But Jason Garrett is the smartest guy out there. Why not? I would do it, too. The millions that are being offered to Jason Garrett, hell yeah. I'm not going to question the guy that strokes the signature on the check. But deep down, in reality, Jason Garrett is very happy not to have to worry about Des Bryant. 
And that's a good thing. You talk about it. Not only that, Des Bryant, regardless what he does, okay, it's a distraction to your football team. That's the reason why he's not getting looked at. That's the reason why this guy's not getting offered any contracts right and left. But even Jason Garrett, he comes out and compliments him all day long, but comes back and says the right thing. Jason Garrett says he always loved Des Bryant, but the release was best for the Cowboys. And that's absolutely so. And the fact of the matter is, it's not best for Des Bryant. Des Bryant should be on his knees every single day. He should have stock in knee pads to kiss the feet of Jerry Jones for Jerry Jones giving as much money as he has for folks. I'll just say it. A mediocre wide receiver making way too much money. And the simple fact of the matter is it, there was no need to talk to Des Bryant about taking a pay cut because the guy wasn't going to take it in the first place. Now, that's all well and good. But Des Bryant, you got lots of blaming to do. I want to go to a, a contender. It's personal. That's why is it personal? You know, I, I, I just don't get it. It's personal. How could you how could you have anything bad to say about Jerry Jones regardless of the fact they let him go? That's business. You want to go personal? Jerry Jones should be pissed off. Not you. Simple fact of the matter is you get what you get from a punk wide receiver that came out of Oklahoma State that I warned everybody about on this show before he took one step out on the football field. And I warned the Dallas Cowboys not to touch this guy. Now they're out the millions of dollars. They should have franchise tagged him again. Oh, but what message would that send to Des Bryant? You're a punk, and you don't deserve to have the big-time contracts as the way you've been acting like the biggest jerk in the world down in Dallas after I gave you the chance. That's what it should say. If anybody should say it's personal, it's Jerry Jones. If anybody should say it's personal, it's the organization of the Dallas Cowboys. That having been said, this is a move that makes the Dallas Cowboys a better look in reality to fans like me. I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan. I'm a Dallas Cowboy realist. You take the problem child off the football field, guess what? You put yourself in a position to be better with better personnel. All that being said, the Dallas Cowboys, what are they going to do? Now, they go get hurt. Believe me. He's no Des. And I'll even give Des the credit. Hurt is not Des right. But could you do better? Absolutely. And the Dallas Cowboys know how to make a splash. And guess what Thursday is of next week? The draft. You want to talk about a team that has the capabilities of making a huge splash? 
that being the Dallas Cowboys. But Dallas Cowboys got a lot of things to worry about. And I've been listening to all the experts. Believe me, I've had time. The last three days, I, I've listened to every newscast up on as far as the, the, the Dallas Cowboys don't go offensive line with their first pick, regardless where they jump up, whatever they do. They need to get that best offensive lineman right away. They need to know who it is, and they need to go after him. The problem is the Dallas Cowboys are so decimated on the defensive side of the ball, they're going to go that route, and they're going to make the mistake. If anything, the Dallas Cowboys can make that move, make the splash in free agency, grab up a proven guy, which is what they need, because you say whatever you want about the Dallas Cowboys, Sean B. not being healthy is an issue. And they got to make up for that. And they got to be ready for it because it's not if Sean Lee is going to get injured, it's when. And the Dallas Cowboys forget protecting your quarterback. You got to open up the door. You need to open up the holes for Ezekiel Elliott to run through them. This is such a no-brain pick for the Dallas Cowboys in the first round. I know they're going to screw it up because they are not going to go offensive line. Period. That is this team. That is their history. That is them not doing the right thing by the team. Yes, they got gaping holes defensively. But when you look defensively, you don't want to go in the draft to improve that if you're looking to improve right away. You go out and improve that because it is a necessity with guys that are proven. As it also been said, the Dallas Cowboys, they've got a lot of work to do within their own division because of who's in their division. This is no longer an 8-8 eight and eight division anymore. Why is that? Well, look what Philadelphia did. Ran away 13-3, I think it was, 14-2, one of those two. They have changed the landscape of the NFC East to where a nine and seven is not going to be good enough. A ten and six is not going to be good enough to win this division. You're going to have to win eleven or twelve, maybe thirteen football uh, games. And if you're the team not getting the eleven or twelve or thirteen, as then you better you better start figuring out what you're going to do. And if you're not going to do it, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, if you're not going to get the gaping hole figured out because of forget Des Bryant, forget all of that. That guy's gone. Good riddance, best thing that happened to him. And I'll get Cuervo's opinion on that in a, in a moment. But going into this draft, the Dallas Cowboys, forget it. it the Dallas Cowboys could be as so dumb as to not protect Des Bryant but go ahead and protect the guy that needs to have the holes made for him. And then, of course, that being Ezekiel Elliott. Forget the fact you've got to protect your quarterback. You need to open up some holes for Ezekiel Elliott to get through. And that takes a good offensive line. Look what he did two years ago. Not last year, obviously, because of that. They did it because of that offensive line. Say whatever you want about him. That offensive line wasn't there. The Dallas Cowboys much better off without Des Bryant in their lineup. And the simple fact of the matter is, why? Because you can find 
a guy to perform the way Des Bryant has in the last two years all over the place. You didn't know. That having been said, of course, that's Your the name of the show on Sunday. Somebody. But it's the midweek brief hour of power in Wormo. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Sonny. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm home. I'm uh, yeah, all set and back into the friendly confines of the D-A-L-L-A-S. And lots of things that we didn't get the opportunity. I kind of went off on my little tangent already about Dallas Cowboys and what Des Bryant and what they got to do about their future. But we we kind of were typing back and forth, Cuervo. What's your feeling on this Dallas Cowboys situation with Des Bryant? Should Des Bryant should be on his hands and knees the way I think kissing Jerry Jones's feet, or should he has a personal problem with the Dallas Cowboys? Well, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a combination of both, Sonny, and 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 I know that sounds like a cop out answer, but but allow me to explain, please. I okay. think he should be thanking. I think he should be thanking Jerry Jones because it it kind of feels like Cowboys have moved in another in a different direction as far as how they want to how they want to be offensively, and I think they want to be more of a running team just because of the younger guy that in the Ezekiel Elliott that they have. Um, so I just, I, I just think based on how the offensive line is built and based on, you know, the, the, the way that they're structured, it just feels like the, the Cowboys want to be more of a running football team, almost kind of similar to how they were in the nineties with Emmitt Smith. Um, so that's four, two that's, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, it was a generation ago. So, you know, and that's why I think, you know, that should be shaking Jerry Jones' hand saying thank you for for setting me free in reality because I honestly, I didn't see much uh, of a future for Des Bryant in Dallas. I think they, they've been to uh, move on from him and then remove him from their future plans. So um, now with that being said, um, name of the show, I on think Sunday. at the same time now, now I think does, and it's it's, I mean it's been well documented on on, you know on on NFL Network and all the other, you know things that he when he's been interviewed, he's got some revenge on his mind. So I mean I I think there is something personal there. I think that he kind of wanted to be in Dallas. So he didn't see himself going anywhere else, but that's the nature of the business, Sonny. I mean. You know, who would have thought Peyton Manning was not going to retire as a as an Indianapolis Colt? Yeah. Or, or finish his career as an Indianapolis Colt. I mean, we never yep. would have thought that was going to happen. We never thought Joe Montana would ever leave San Francisco. We never thought that, you know, um, you know, a lot of the greats that were with one team most of their career were ever going to leave. So, I mean, Emmett Smith as an Arizona Cardinal was just a sight for sore eyes. So, oh yeah, um, you know it, it, it. But that's that's just the nature of the business now, and and it's so common that we don't even think twice about the fact that you know guys that have been in certain places for so long. Do you realize, funny, Seth Bryan has been in Dallas for nine years or eight years? Absolutely, eight or yeah, nine years he was in Dallas. And when you when you kind of yeah, when you think back about it, you're kind of like, wow, it was that long. 
it, it's been that long. Yeah, Des Bryant was a Dallas Cowboy for that long. So um, it, it's pretty uh, it's pretty remarkable to think about. But so you know, I think I think he should be thankful that he was set free. But at the same time, now he's now he's on a mission to to uh, seek revenge on the Dallas Cowboys. You look at the and, and this is a guy. Okay, what is the standard? bear for greatness at least to start there's there's several levels of greatness as a wide receiver but what one of them is you you got to be a thousand yard receiver okay that that's number one that and folks down here in dallas last three years you haven't gotten that from des bryant last year 838 yards year before that 796 the year before that 401 okay this guy hasn't been lived up to that that money-making opportunity that he did when he signed that contract. Should have kept this guy as the franchise player, then released him. But instead, they give him the big payday, and this guy hasn't lived up to his expectations. Last year, six touchdowns. year before that, eight. The year before that, three. Now, granted, he only played in nine games in 2015 because of injury. But still, that's still nowhere near what you are expecting in reality from the type of guy that you pay that amount of money to. You want that 16 touchdowns. You want that 1,320 yards that he got back in 2014. And, folks, the Dallas Cowboys just haven't gotten it. And the fact of the matter is, never mind the fact that this guy is a miserable human being as far as being a personal, but out on the football field, the Dallas Cowboys couldn't see putting $12 million into a guy that is not going to be the guy good enough in order to get them where they need to be. And not only that, Cuervo, the landscape of the NFC East has changed with the Philadelphia Eagles winning 13 games last year. And since the landscape of the NFC East has changed, that means the Dallas Cowboys have got to change their way of thinking. Now, the big talk down here, Cuervo, in reality, they want to go defense. Dallas Cowboys making huge mistakes if they go that way, Cuervo. This is a football team that has changed the way that their approach to offense is all about. That is if you're going to protect your quarterback and make holes in the line. The Dallas Cowboys really have to go offensive line, but they're going to fall to the pressure. They're going to fall to the fact that they got a lot of holes on the defensive side of the ball, and they are not going to fill it with experience. They're going to go through the draft, and right now, the Dallas Cowboys got to win right now, especially with the way that things have changed within their own division. Yeah, you're no, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, a lot of things have changed in the division. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I think, and it almost happens every every year that the Dallas Cowboys make a huge move. Um, they're going to do something that I think a lot of people don't expect. But at the same time, when you think about it, it's not really a big surprise. Right. Honestly, I believe, Sonny, as, as much as you're begging for them to draft an offensive lineman, I don't think that's what they're going to do. Uh, and, and oh, I don't think so either. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, to me, I, I can see – actually, I do see them finding Des Bryant's replacement, and I think that's where they're going to go in the first round. Oh, Whether wow. It, um, Interesting. Absolutely. No, I mean, to me, I, I think it's pretty simple. You know, you, you, you get younger at the position. Um, and I know I just mentioned that, the, you know, Dallas wants to be a running team. 
But if I know that, and you know that, then everybody else knows that. So when teams start to lock in and put eight in the box, got to have somebody that can go out there, catch some passes, and, and, and make some plays. No disrespect to Jason Witten. I love the guy. You know, former former Tennessee Vol. He's very long in the tooth, though, Sonny. I don't know how much longer. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be yeah, a reliable yeah. guy. And they may ask they may ask Witten to be more of a blocking tight end, you know, starting this year. Um, I, I just, I mean, I, I don't have numbers in front of me, but I'm willing to bet that through the past two to three years, Witten's production has probably declined. So, you know, with that said, I, I kind of feel like maybe – they're going to ask Witten to take on a different role and be more of a blocking tight end than a guy that goes out and catches 70 to 80 passes and, and you know, nine, eight, nine touchdowns, uh, you know, to be their number one receiver. I, I don't, I don't see that happening anymore. So oh, no. I think they're going to, go, I think they're going to go out and they're going to try to find Des Bryant's replacement. Um, I mean, everybody's everybody that needs a receiver is all eyes are on Calvin Ridley out of Alabama, obviously. But I, obviously, I think they're more they're looking more into Christian Kirk from Texas A and M. He's he's okay, he's a local guy, um, and I think he fits what Dallas wants to do, and that's you know be a little faster. Um, you know, considering the fact that they have a mobile quarterback in Dak Prescott. And I can very well see that happening. So, Cortland Sutton is the guy that uh, Cortland Sutton is the guy they're talking about down here. By the way, just to let you know, he's out at uh, SMU, right down the street in Fort, uh, Fort Worth, uh, where you know they're in between Dallas and Fort Worth when in Arlington. Uh, you're talking about six four two eighteen in reality. Um, and not only that, you know, it, it, when you look at that. With these guys coming out of college, you know, you know, the the guy you're talking about, Christian Kirk, only 201 pounds. That difference of 20, you know, close to 17 pounds is going to be big as far as their progression. Because the first thing they got to do is get some weight on Christian Kirk. Period. Because you're not going to go up against these defensive linemen or these defensive players. You know, we're going to jam you right at the line. You got to be able to get out of it. So they're going to have to put some weight on him. So Cortland Sutton is another guy that is getting a lot of talk about right down here. Seventy-six receptions, twelve hundred and forty-six yards, averaging about sixteen yards a catch, and he's with ten touchdowns over at SMU. Um, size and strength and quickness. So you get all of them there. I think that, and frankly, if they did that, and they went outside of what. You know, all the ESPN guys are saying, because ESPN guys and mock guys are saying Dallas Cowboys are going defense. If they went offense, I think that's the route that they would take um, as far as that's concerned. Now, that also being said, Cuervo, of course, that's the name of this show. You're talking about Des Bryant. He's not, you said you knew where Des Bryant is going to go. Has, have you changed your mind on that? Do you still know where he's going to go? with some of the news organizations talking about, you know, there's not a lot of interest in Des Bryant out there. I know where, I know where I think he's going to go. What do you think? Well, Sonny, um, you know, he's, he's mentioned the fact that 
he wants he wants to prove something to the Dallas Cowboys that they made a mistake. The best way to do that is to obviously stay in the division. Well, let's take a look real quick. You got the Giants. They're they're reluctant to pay a guy in Odell Beckham Jr. who's ten times better than Des Bryant. You think they're going to yeah. pay Des Bryant to go be a Giant? Him and, and Brandon Marshall, the the Eagles, three receivers on one football team, forget it. There's going to be weekly news of of guys, you know, frustrated with each other about not getting enough passes, enough targets. So that definitely won't work. All right, so you, can, you, can throw the, you can throw the Giants out. That ain't yep. Nope. Philadelphia Eagles. Well, they just let go of Torrey Smith. So you're like, okay, there's there's opportunity for for an opening there. I I don't. The reason I don't think that they will do that either is just because of his attitude. Um, I don't think they're willing to put up with his attitude, and I don't even know that they have the money to bring in Des Bryant. So I would I wouldn't I would rule the Eagles out as well. Which only leaves one team, Sonny. It's the team that has been known to dish money out. The guys that try to resurrect their careers. Okay? Kind of in the What do you mean like Santana Moss? <laughs> Santana Moss. Sean Jackson. <laughs> Albert Hainsworth. What do all these yeah. guys have in common? They all money hungry. Well, they're money hungry too. But the one place that was willing to dish the money out to try and resurrect their careers and, and, and prove that you know they still had it was right there in the nation's capital. I believe Des Bryant will eventually sign with the Washington Redskins. Just because well, they have a history of of signing guys, like I said, and, and, and dishing out the big money to do it. They let Kirk Cousins go, so they've got a boatload of money to uh, to spend. So that's mm-hmm. what I believe. And, um, you know, that, that provides the opportunity for Dez to get revenge on, on those, those Dallas Cowboys twice. Season. Well, let me ask you a question. You forgot one team within the own division, Cuervo. You forgot one team. You're going sending. No, what are you talking about? We talked about New York. We talked about uh, Washington. We talked about Philadelphia. There's one more team that could sign in Cuervo. I'm telling you right now, there's a possibility this guy could be back in Dallas. He's, oh, contraire, my friend, they just released him. Yeah, they released him because I now know. they don't have to pay that money. So I right. think there's a chance he could be right back here in Dallas. Well, we said that about Tony Romo, too, and then he just never played again. So, Well, the difference I, I, between Tony Romo and, and Des Bryant is that Tony Romo was close to retirement. Des Bryant, I don't think, is there yet. That that's a fair point. Um, see, the way I look at it, Sonny, is I look at I look at patterns 
of how teams conduct business, right? Yeah. How often has the Dallas how how often have the Dallas Cowboys released the guy and then brought him back for cheaper? I I can't. I don't think it's ever happened. At least to my. I don't think my, it ever has either. I don't think they've ever done it. So to do it now for a guy that you know. I mean, you, you, you mentioned the numbers, okay? You mentioned the numbers mm-hmm. that he put up back in 2014. You know why he yes. was able to put those numbers up, Sonny? It's not because of who yes. the quarterback was. It's not because of, you know, the, the fact that he was just more talented back then. No. The reason he was able to put those numbers up back then is because he played 16 games. How many games has he played in the past two seasons? I think he's played 16 in total. The reason, another reason why Des Bryant is not a Dallas Cowboy anymore. He's just too injury prone now. He, 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 he's not reliable anymore on the field. The guy, the guy can't stay healthy. And you've talked about it, Sonny. I mean, he just, you know, every time you feel like, okay, Des Bryant's starting to, you know, come back to his old form gets hurt again. I think Dallas yep. got frustrated. It was like, it's not worth paying a guy that can't stay on the field the amount of money that he was getting paid. So Dallas found an opportunity to cut him, and they did. So that's I, I think it was genius. I want to tell you the reason why I think it's genius, Cuervo. It's real simple. If, if and There's not a lot of interest being developed right now for, for Des Bryant, guys. There's no one really standing in line or at least putting themselves out there saying, yeah, we'll take them. And that's exactly what the Dallas Cowboys, I think, wanted. If they were going to get Des Bryant back, it was going to be for a lot less money. Let him go ahead and test that free agency. But they can still offer him out of contract and get him signed there. And guess what? They can put them right back up on the franchise tag yet again. The, the rules about the franchise tag is why they're up underneath that one contract. They get a new contract signed with this guy, not for as much money. They can franchise tag him if he decides to step up. And the reason why is that the, those years he's on the franchise tag is exactly the reason why we're talking about it, injury prone and not being the guy that can bring it to him. If they sign him for a lot less and he does play well, they can franchise tag him and keep him that way there, that he's there. That's the possibility. Now, I don't know. Your, your point about Jason Witten is right there and huge, okay, because the receptions have gone down since 2012 when he had 110 the, the best season he's had on receptions was in 2015 with 77. He dropped to 73 in 2013, 2014, and then 69 and 63 the last two years. The production has gone down. The touchdowns have gone way down, 5, 3, 3, and 5 over the last four years. Jason Witten is not going to be the guy that they can depend upon to get the job done on a consistent level. So, really, in reality, who else is out there right now in the wide receivers as far as free agents are concerned that the Dallas Cowboys can really turn to? There's not really much out there in reality, Cuervo. The only guy that they can maybe think about doing is giving a new contract to their Des Bryant, and they re-sign him and use this guy for exactly what this guy is, okay? Whether or not he's going to be good enough, let's let him prove it up underneath the franchise tag. And they got three years they can do that with Des Bryant. It's really an interesting situation that could end up happening. 
Will it happen? I don't know. Like you said, Cuervo, it, you know, the Dallas Cowboys haven't done it before, but here we are with the possibility it could happen. That having been said, of course, that's the name of the show on Sunday. We're in the midweek brief in the hour of power. I know you guys jump off here really quick, Cuervo, but lots of talk going on in New England. I mean, I, I've got a question for you, Cuervo. I guess the media has nothing better to do right now. They they got to create a story. It's almost worse than the Donald Trump situation with media developing uh, stories against the punk that that uh, you know Donald Trump is. But man, oh man, can you believe the talk right now that's going on regarding the Patriots and what's going on? Maybe it's me. Maybe this this is the dumbest story yet. That's going on in the offseason, Cuervo, with what's going on with Tom Brady, that also being Gronk, and then the head coach of this football team, as far as Bill Belichick and the Patriots are concerned. Is this the dumbest dumbest story that's out there? But do you think there's really legs behind it because Adam Schefter says there are? Well, Sonny, I mean, <clears throat> the way you feel about Chris Mortensen is the way most people feel about Adam Schefter. If he's saying it, and there's got to be something to it. Now, am I saying that thing we're hearing is 100% completely accurate? No, absolutely not. This is very uncharacteristic of the New England Patriots. This is very unusual of the New England Patriots. But this all goes back to that, that, that Monday night in Miami when... Bill Belichick left Tom Brady out to figure it out on his own at the end of the game, and he couldn't do it. And I think that's what started this this whole thing, um, where it's it's the beginning of the end of the New England Patriots era. Now, do I think it's a dumb story? Absolutely, completely reaching and completely just desperate to find something to say. Yep. It's over. The, the, the Belichick and Brady regime is done. It, it, it's a, you know when it's going to be over, Sonny? When they say it's over. Not when the media says it's over. Not when ESPN, not when Adam Schefter or anybody else. The only two that will determine when it's over. Actually, there's three people. The only three that can make that determination it's Brady, Belichick, and Robert Kraft. Until you hear it from those three, everything else is just media hoopla and people just trying to make a story, trying to make a reason to say, yep, I broke it, that the, the Patriots era is done. It's not done. It, and it, it won't no be way. done until. I agree. It, it, it's it's a stupid story, Cuervo. I, and, and this goes back to the media just making stuff up. The simple fact of the matter is we'll go back to the guy that's got, uh, taken the team to the Super Bowl eight times. Okay, you're never going to question this guy, and it shouldn't start now. And just because this goes back to the Butler situation, Cuervo, and everybody's questioning, guys, there's more to that story. There's nothing that, that's talking being talked about. But I'm telling you right now, there's more of the story, and we're going to hear about it in a couple of years. And guess what? It's going to be something that Malcolm Butler did. Now, the story I'm hearing, which is what I think it is right now until I hear differently, Malcolm Butler, I think, missed the airplane. 
And then if you're Bill Belichick, you're definitely questioning his motivation and his dedication. How do you miss a plane to get to the Super Bowl? Now, if that story is true, I haven't had a chance to go back and check it out, Cuervo, but I'm telling you right now, that is a big story right now that that I think is either the actual reason why he said, screw you, if you can't make it to make it to the airplane, how can I trust you to give 100% in the game? And he stood on it, and he said, screw it. I don't care what people think. I've taken my teams eight times. Who are you to question me? And, hey, good, bad, or indifferent, whether or not that's the right thing that this guy should do or not is irrelevant. He's got the right to be able to do that because of his history, because of his pedigree that he has done. There's absolutely no problem between Brady and Belichick. Zero. And you want to make a story out of it? This is real simple. Hey, they are talking in the media. At least they're talking about you. Good, bad, or indifferent, Cuervo. That's what's going on here. Now, if there is a problem in the Patriots, it might be with Gronk. But here's the simple fact of the matter is, Gronk doesn't want to catch the football from anybody but Tom Brady. There are, there's only a few people that they could actually really see Gronk going to. One of them is going to be Green Bay. That would be my guess where he would go if he didn't stay there. Any other team in this one, that you, you, who else is he going to go to that's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback? The only one out there right now that realistically that he could go to is Green Bay Cuervo. And, but here's the thing. Green Bay isn't going to give him the money he's going to want, so he's going to stay right there. Don't say that. Well, well, by, just to let you know, I've got about a solid 20 minutes left, and then uh, and then Go I got to take off. But um, just to keep you updated on my time, my time uh, yep. limit here. So 20 solid minutes, and then I got to jump off. But Green Bay. Absolutely. First of all, I have not, first of all, I would have nightmares every the night before the Bears play the Packers. <laughs> Second of all, second of all, do you really think him and Jimmy Graham could both coexist together on the same team? I nope. mean, that's why Jimmy Graham would be gone. But they just signed him, Sonny. So you're saying, of course. So you're and saying, of course, they'll if they had the too. opportunity, they just signed him like a month ago. So what you're saying is, if they had the opportunity to grab up Gronk, they would just deal Jimmy Graham away, or or find a way to get rid of him without him ever Absolutely. playing for the Green Bay Packers. Absolutely. Jimmy Graham is useless in the reality. That would be one thing that they wouldn't have to deal with is dealing with that bad that bad signing. It was a horrible signing, Cuervo. It really was. What has Jimmy Graham done? And in the NFL, it's what have you done for me lately? And he hasn't done anything lately. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. Um, I just think it'd be a, and that's a lot of uh, penalty money if they did something like that. That's the only reason I would say that that probably is not a, a scenario that I could see happening. Um, it's tough. I mean, I could see from I Arizona, can't see anybody in reality. But I, yeah, it, 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 it's really hard to say, Sonny. I mean, I don't, I don't know that. He wants to play for anywhere but New England as well. I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I think that's the bigger story in New England, not, you know, the Belichick-Brady frustration or, or 
why Malcolm Butler was let go. I mean, that, that stuff really doesn't matter in reality. I think the, the bigger story is what is Gronk going to do? That's what you guys need to worry about over there in New England. Um, because Malcolm Butler's gone. Like, you can't change that. He's gone. He's already signed with another team. It's in the past. Why he, why he didn't play in the Super Bowl doesn't matter anymore. It's in the past. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Who so, cares? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Belly and Be- Belly. Be- Brady and Belichick are story you don't even know how to describe it. Are they mad at each other? Are they, you know, have they, have they gotten into an argument? Did they get into a fight after the Super Like, what is the story about? Not just, oh, quarterback and coach. Not seeing eye to eye. Okay, how, when, where? Like you're not giving yeah. any information. You're not giving any details. So why would anybody buy into what you're saying? Okay, I'm the bigger not. story is the fact that Rob Gronkowski is contemplating retirement. That's what y'all need to worry about because if that happened, if that happened, um you probably should look into replace or, or finding someone to fill that tight end spot in because, well, I mean, I hate to, I hate to be rude or, or disrespectful. Aaron Hernandez isn't an option anymore. Okay. <laughs> so that, that's not happening, but you know, so who, who fills in that tight end spot? You're going to ask Martellus Bet to come out of retirement I seriously doubt that's going to happen. Um, so what do you do? What do you do at the tight end? Do you look in the second, third, fourth round of the draft? Uh, I'm sure you'll find something. I mean, hell, Gronk was a second, third round pick for them. So, but, I mean, how do you fill that void? You know, that, that, to me, that would be a bigger concern. Didn't they uh, – didn't they just trade for a receiver? I know they traded Brandon Cooks away, but didn't they get someone too? Sonny over. I don't remember. I don't remember. And, and here's the thing. If it was anybody worth a nickel, we'd know who it was. So it wasn't anybody spectacular. No. No, not at all. Um, yeah, I don't think they did. I think they got – that's how they have another uh, first-round pick. That's how they got it was through the Brandon Cooks trade. So – they yeah, two first-round mm-hmm. picks. Um, but, yeah, I don't think they they signed a receiver. And they let Dan, Danny Amendola go. And he's been making some comments, too. So, that, to me, is a bigger story than the so-called fight that Brady and Belichick. I want to hear what Danny Amendola has to say. What does he think about New England or, or his time in New England? What, what, I know he has an opinion on it. So, oh, the, the Danny Amadola thing is I'm missing, and, and but I think that's the thing that is stirring the pot on the fact that no one's getting along, Guerfo. And, and frankly, listen, I like Danny Amadella, Danny Amadella, okay. But guess what? The simple fact of the matter is, and, and I'm going to say it, he's probably the most overrated wide receiver in the NFL. Why is that? Well, because Tom Brady has nobody to throw the football to if Gronk's not out on the football field, period. Okay, that's what Tom Brady does. He makes these guys, Danny Amendolo, relevant. 
the simple fact of the matter is there's not too many other teams that would have Danny Amendola if he did not play and show what he could do with the Patriots. So the simple fact that Danny Amendola is gone, I don't think that it hurts his feelings whatsoever. The simple fact of the matter is Danny Amendola should be on his knees kissing the feet of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick because he would be Mr. You want to talk Mr. Irrelevant? If he was on any other football team, Cuervo, we wouldn't be talking about how good he really is. Same thing with Wes Welker back in the day, Cuervo. These guys would be nobody because guess what? They proved it once they went away. Okay? What, what did really Wes Welker do? He didn't get the same number. He was still pretty good in Denver, Cuervo, but still not, damn, you know, still not the guy that he was in New England. And that's what's going to happen to Danny Amendola over there for the Raiders. Yeah, well, he, no, he signed with Miami, but, but um, oh Miami, man, yeah, you thank you. I'm about, sorry. You want to talk about someone that hit the jackpot? Wes Welker, Sonny, Wes Welker went from Tom Brady to Peyton Manning in his yep. career. And you yep. know, but you know what's astonishing? What if I told you that he played with those two guys for the last what was it six seven years of his career? Zero zero rings. Good point. That right there, that right there tells you how. I mean, I, I don't know if you want to say that he's that Welker was overrated, but it's I, I don't know. It, it's it's quite the coincidence that the last you know however many years he played with Brady, then went over to Peyton, couldn't win one single ring. Should have crazy. Should've. Oh, he should have had. He should have had two or three of them easily, but well, never happened. Yep, those are the ones that they didn't get. I mean, you look at what that's all about. As far as Welker, Welker was with New England since 2007 up to 2012. Okay, are right. you sure he doesn't have a ring? I am 100 percent positive. Wow. So there you go. I mean, it, it, that. Hi, Cuervo. Are you are you sure? <laughs> I mean, I mean, did New England win the Super Bowl from 2007 to 2012? Didn't they get a Super Bowl in there? Well, 2007 was uh, the 16 and 0 season where they lost to the Giants. That was his first year uh, in New England. After that, they didn't get back until 2011 when they lost to the Giants again. By the time they got to the Super Bowl again in 2014, he was already in Denver. Ah, got it. There you go. So I didn't know that. Wow, craziness. But it, it, now, it, and the year before New England, right. yeah, and the year before New England played Seattle, Denver had lost to Seattle. So he had three opportunities and lost all three. Got it. Yeah, craziness that's going on in the NFL, Cuervo. You only got a few minutes. I'm going to give you the floor on something that you want to talk about. I've got a short list we've got, and we're going to have a great show on Saturday. We're going to be talking about a lot of things. So, Cuervo, what do you want to talk about before you get offline? Uh, well, i got about ten more minutes, so I've got a little bit of time. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I know there's there's more 
stuff. That's uh, how about this? Well, one? How about if I throw it out to you? Rogers, hopeful for a contract extension in, in, in Green Bay. What is Green Bay waiting on? I mean, they, they, you know, does he have too much power up there? He's pissed off about Jordy Nelson being gone off his football team. He's the one that went to Oakland, by the way. I mean, does he yeah. have too much power and they're making him wait? What's going on? Well, I mean, it just, it just kind of sounds like it's almost – like most situations, it, I, I don't want to say it's what have you done for me lately because, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has done more than enough, way more right. than enough for the Green Bay Packers. I mean, if to, to say that he's exceeded the expectation is an understatement. I mean, this guy has his light years more than what anybody would have expected from him. Uh, up there in Green Bay. I mean, yeah, he was a first-round pick, but I don't think anybody was was expecting, you know, 40 touchdowns and and nine interceptions a year from Aaron Rodgers. The problem, though, he's got Tony Romo syndrome. I mean, he's he's breaking his collarbone almost every year. And I think Uh the the Packers – and I'm not trying to be funny. I mean, it's true. He suffered a a collarbone injury. Like two out of the past three years now, you know, if if I'm a GM or I'm I'm an owner of a team, look, I, nobody's questioning how great Aaron Rodgers is, but Aaron Rodgers means nothing if he's not playing. So, to to hesitate to give that guy big time money like that, I I completely understand it because Aaron Rodgers could. could you know, this season throw 50, you know, throw 60 touchdowns and, and, and three interceptions. But if he goes down in week 17 and you don't have him for the playoffs, it, it, I mean, what what are you really getting? I mean, yeah, he got you to the postseason. Now it's time to finish the job and he's not available. I mean, you can, you can only, as a GM, as an owner, you can only – go through that so many more times before you say, you know what? It, it, it's just, it's not going to work. Like, he, he just keeps getting hurt. Trust me, nobody's questioning his, his talent, his ability, his production, nothing like that. But what, but a big factor in it is durability, and that's something that Aaron Rodgers has had a lot of problems with. And not only that, Guervo, this is the guy that is going to break the $100 million mark. And like you said, do the Packers do business first, which is we can't put that much money in this guy as much as we love him. But business-wise, that'd be dumb. Now, good, bad, or indifferent, Guervo, I think I'm right there. I mean, this guy is 35 years old. He's going to be 36, Okay. So we're talking about a guy that's going to, uh, you know, you're going to pay a 36, well, 35-year-old uh, to go out. It's actually 34 this year. you got $20 million invested in him. They don't have to, Cuervo, they don't have to do anything until 2019. They, he is under freaking contract, baby, and that's the way it is, at $19 million and $20 million. And I'm going to tell you right now, business-wise, if I was the Green Bay Packers, I'd think exactly what you thought. I'm not putting any more money in this guy. I got $39 million for the next two years, like it or not. 
Aaron Rodgers may be on a different team in 2020, but until then, he stays right here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you should, you know, this is going to be an $80 million guaranteed contract that he's going to sign. And if you're the Green Bay Packers, do you want to do that with fragile Aaron Rodgers? But, you know, that's their own damn fault, too, though, Cuervo. If they protected the man, he wouldn't be like this. That's another great point. You know, and and that's what I was going to get into next is, look, instead of investing everything into one guy, Go out there and, and, and get some pieces around him, and maybe he won't be so, um, you know, so so argumentative with with front the front office. I think that's really what he's frustrated about. You know, he, he's using oh, I the contract. So I, I think you know he's using the contract thing as a leverage, which to me I think I think that's a risky move on his part. Um, but I, I think his real frustration is the fact that. Like you said, you know his buddy. His buddy is gone now. Um, yep. They don't. They still don't have a running game. No, yep. Ty Montgomery. No, don't, don't, don't bring that crap to me. Ty Montgomery is not an option at running back. Okay. Um, but the biggest thing, I mean, the offensive line is just it's it's like very soft. They're easy to get through, um, and and he needs better protection than that because, like you said, if if he had better protection, maybe he wouldn't be getting hurt so much. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know that that's that's really the way Green Bay's got to look at it, and he, they also have to show to to Rogers and say, "Look, I understand. You know, we know you want to get paid, uh, but what's more important, getting you know getting paid or trying to get another ring?" Now he might say, "Well, me getting paid is more important." At that point, I cut ties with him because he's not about the team. Not about the team, and I don't want—I don't want my quarterback to be selfish. I, mean, I don't care how good you are. If you're selfish, if you show selfish character, I don't care who you are. You're not going to quarterback my team. So, you know, and it's easy for me sitting the guy—a guy sitting in my pickup truck—to say that. But that's the way—that's the way it's got to look at. Sonny is like. Your your quarterback should be the least selfish person, you know. Take it, you know, a guy like Russell Wilson's a great example of that. I mean, and Tom Brady is another great example of that. Where how many pay cuts has Tom Brady taken? I mean, he's he's many. I don't want to say thrown away, but he has left. If I had to guess, probably about twenty million bucks on the table that he's left, if not more. Just just to do things like sign a Randy Moss. Sign a you know uh, bring other guys back, you know when they when they were about to test free agency and they were able to, you know extend their contracts or whatever the case may be, um, you know that's the kind of quarterback you want is a guy that that that's I'll get my money you know when whenever I'm not worried about that I want rings that's what I want I want jewelry baby because that's what it's all about and that's why. Tom Brady, he's not going to be—he's not going to go down as, you know, the greatest of all time because he got paid the most. He's going to go down as the greatest of all time because he's got five rings. No other quarterback can say that. So, yep, good point. You know, that—that's—that's that's just the way, uh, you know, he is. But not enough quarterbacks 
are are following suit and you know I mean that's why Aaron Rodgers only has one ring Drew Brees only has one ring um, Russell Wilson so far only one ring and, and Tom's just chilling you know maybe not as fat of a yep. bank account but he's got a lot of jewelry and plus he gets it other places more so than any other quarterback oh endorsements so awesome. he gets out the wazoo. Yeah, out, out the wazoo. So, all right, Cuervo, you got I think you got to bail, right? I do. I do have to bail. I appreciate it, though, Sonny. Uh, this was uh, fun for the uh, 45 minutes that I was on. Uh, when, when are we gonna be back up? Is it? You said. I know you said Saturday. Did you mean Sunday? No, yeah, I meant Sunday. New, noon on Sunday, a regular time in the off season, unless something or you comes up or me. But right now, I'm open for noon on Sunday. Okay, I am as well. So, as of right now, I'll right, talk to good. you then. Yep, you enjoy got your day, it. Sonny. Yep, I'm going to stay on for a little bit. So I'm going to I'm going to kick into, and I'm going to take a caller who is online who's been on for about three minutes. Let's go on over to the nine seven three area code. This is Sonny Clark. You're on the Couch with Tay Sports Show. Who are you and where are you calling from? How do you do, sir? I'm your friendly neighborhood podcaster, uh, Luke Schnorr, from somewhere in the middle of New Jersey. Got it. All right. Well, what do you got on your mind today? Well, uh, first of all, I've heard about the show, but I haven't had a chance to call, So, but now I have I got some time. So anyway, um, uh, you were discussing about uh, pay cuts, but... Um, what about you think with the situation with Des Bryant since uh, he went to get pick up from the Cowboys? Uh, do you think maybe the Giants might be interested in taking him? No, too much, too much drama there in the uh, wide receiver. You already got one uh, guy who thinks need, needs to get money, um, and how, how about two guys bickering over the ball? And then you got Eli Manning throwing you the football. Eli Manning, yeah. the twilight of his career, man. I don't think at all. He, he, I just don't see it uh, as far as that is concerned. I, you know, hey, Cuervo, the co-host of the program, he, he sees them in Washington because Washington is the one that likes to put out the money to guys who are not really worth it. And the fact of the matter is, Des Bryant mm. isn't worth it. And that's, but I think that the fact of the matter is, I think Des Bryant will be a Dallas Cowboy next year. Yeah, I know they released him, but they also will be in control with the money and also get the uh, franchise tag back up under a new contract. Ah, I didn't think of that. Because, you know, a lot of people are saying, like, well, I mean, release him, and, but then you'll think you may want him back. Okay. I I would hope so because, you know, I would hate, I would hate to see him get traded. I mean, that, that, that's my team, and I hate to see him, you know, lose it over something, like, you know, because he wouldn't take a pay cut. Well, that, that's the thing. They didn't They didn't re, They didn't. didn't even say that was the reason why. They didn't even talk to him it about was one a of the pay reasons. cut. They just let him go. So that that's uh, – they, they didn't they, – at least according to the reports I've been reading about it, they didn't even offer him a pay cut. They just, they just released him uh, before him because, real simple, Des Bryant made it very clear he wasn't going to take a pay cut. So they just went ahead and released him instead of negotiating it. They didn't need to because they know that young man's temperament. That temperament is the big problem for the Dallas Cowboys. So in order for them to get him back, they'll offer him out of contract. It won't be for the money. And the fact of the matter is there are not other teams out there lining up for Des Bryant right now. No, they're, no, they're not. So anyway, now the sort of baseball – um, there, 
we're thinking of moving um, Giancarlo Stanton out of the third spot in the batting order uh, down below. This was uh, according to Aaron Boone. Yeah, I know he's been, you know, not performing as well as we'd hoped, you know, in the Yankees so far, but uh, where do you think he'll end up? I, I'm, th- this is the one that confuses me out of a lot of them. I, you know, I, it should, it, it, as far as where he could end up, I, you know, my baseball knowledge compared to football knowledge, and some people will say, Sonny, your football knowledge sucks too. But that having been said, um, is not really as hmm. far as up to date on it. But I think he just stays. I mean, as far as that's concerned, you're talking about a dynamic kind of guy that could get the job done. It's the question is, will the team spend the money on him? And that, but that's always the question when you got a guy like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, and the fans have not been very kind of him at all. Like, oh, you're horrible. You know, you're three for uh, twenty-seven right now. You're you're striking out. Like, okay, I get it. He's not doing what he thought. But I think maybe the media and all the fans were just expecting way too much out of this, especially right I, now. I think you it's might be right. I think you. I think you might be right in this season, man. Uh, you you, you might be right. Yeah. As a diehard Yankee fan, I've seen I've seen it all. I've seen the ups and downs. Well, the, the, I've seen the, Yankee, the, the Yankees yes. are going to be right there. I mean, they got three, three of the, the leading home run hitters in the last three years. Now they're all on the same team. They might break a record, an MLB record for home runs being hit by a team this year. Thanks to that stat from my brother uh, who filled me in on that. But he's absolutely right. You're yeah. talking about a team that has got firepower – so the simple fact of the matter is, you know, where, where's this guy going to go? I mean, it would be like a dumb move, in my opinion, for him to go someplace else. So you might, yeah. I mean, you might as well stay where the success is going to be because when you see a batting, a batting lineup like the Yankees right now, you don't want to be on any other team if you're in the American League right now. Just You just don't. No, because, um, you know, I, I don't go for the Yankees that, you know, even if they're having, you know, a slow start, it's happened before. All the time. It's it's very common for the Yankees to get off to the slow start, not get out of the gate. But you know what? He's like a thoroughbred in a horse race. You get it up to where it gets close to the playoffs, and if they are in reach, they're going to make it. And with that lineup that they got going on over right now, I don't think I, I don't think for one second that we're not talking about the Yankees in the playoffs somewhere, whether it's in, in their own division or whatever the case may be, yeah. getting in the wild card or whatever. I, I, I've never seen such a shoe in. I hate the Yankees. My God, they're, they're worse than the Cowboys. I, I hate them too. And the reason why is because they're usually pretty good, and but they did it the way that they do it, and they got the guys that – they got the money in their pocket, so let's see if they produce. And I think they will. Uh, yeah, well, I've 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 been following the Yankees since I was like about oh, since I was like four. Yep. A lot of people that long have ago. Been. Yeah. Yeah. You got you got you got to love them. But twenty six championships. I mean, come on. I mean, if, if you're a fan of winning. Yeah, 27. So if you're a fan of winning and you're a Yankee fan, you're, you're right up there. You don't have to worry about it. You know, it's like being a, a Patriot fan. That, you know, I mean, eight Super Bowls. I mean, by the way, let me ask you. you, you I mean, what, what do you think about this deal with with, with 
Tom Brady and the Patriots. Do you think there's really real mustard behind what they're reporting? To me, I think it's so much, I, 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 I just think it's something that the media just needs something to talk about. I don't anything think it's for an publicity at all. Anything for publicity with that, with that guy. I mean, really. And the whole yeah. thing, he wasn't getting along with Belichick. Come on, this is a soap opera here. This isn't real. Yeah, exactly. I mean, six I'm Super right Bo- there with you. I mean, I, I Super Bowl rooms, and they say, oh, they can't get along? Bull. That's bull. I, I'm right there with you. I, I cannot see where where these guys are. And, and let's say they aren't getting along. You know, the good marriages that last 20 or 30 years, guess what? There's always going to be a bump in the road somewhere. They're not always going to agree. I mean, so, you know, it's, why, why should this be any different? Listen, I, I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm a football player, I'm breaking my neck to get up there. I mean, I really am. And I don't do. care what the drama is. I mean, I want to I be a patriot. Why? Because the Patriots' way is the way of winning. And guess what? You know, eight Super Bowls means a lot in reality. So you know, yes. that, that's an organization that wants to win, and it's obvious. And what they do is it's really simple. Everybody just do your job. And if you do your job, we're going to be where we're supposed to be. And the fact that they're in that division, maybe the weakest in the AFC in reality, you know, they they could be in the playoffs with a nine and seven record and win that yeah. division because everybody else is so bad. Yeah. I'll be about five, four, fifteen. Go on. So that that that's just where I'm at at it. So yeah, I I thought I'd give you the floor since you called in. Uh, anything yeah. else you want to cover? Well, I don't know how much you uh, know about hockey, but uh, we had I think probably like the uh, story of the year so far with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, isn't that a great story for hockey? It is. I mean, you want to talk about you want to talk about getting in the limelight. This, this, you're talking about a sport. I love hockey, by the way, but I love good, minor good. league hockey. Uh, I, I like minor league hockey. I do keep up with the NHL, but this is a great story for them in reality. Not only that, you know, you're talking the expansion, doing the exact. I mean, in the first round. I mean, and not only that, you're talking about a team that loses the first round with only four four goals. If I'm not mistaken, was it four goals only scored in that whole series? Maybe five? Yeah. I mean, th- that's a tough one to lose in reality, but Las Vegas up on top of it. What a great story for them, and if they keep doing it, imagine if they win the Stanley Cup. That'd be awesome for this you know, sport I have in reality to, to get to fans. I have, huh? I have them picked to win the Stanley Cup, to be honest. Wow. Well, I mean, who – I mean, I, I, well, let me ask you this. Did you pick them before the season in reality, or did well, you kind of see what was going on within the first quarter of the season go, look out, that team could make some noise? Well, you know, when I was hearing about the lineup of who they have and with the veteran players, I'm like, okay, this is not an ordinary expansion team. This is not a new crop of college players playing in their first year. And actually, you expect yes. that to happen. They would, you know, be like, oh, uh, 10 and 72 and 82 game season. Yeah, probably would. The Devils did the same thing back in 83. Duh. Absolutely. But when you have experienced players, and some even won Stanley Cups, uh, Mark Andre Fleury, for example. So when you factor all that and got the talent pool, hey, how could you go wrong with that? I, I, I'm a, and it's a great point about the Devils. I mean, because they did basically the same thing, but in the reality, yeah. that, that was I was sad. there. But. Yeah, it, it it you. I will tell you straight out. When you talk about what is going on in the NHL, 
right, right now. This is the only thing that is going to bring more fans to it. If they kept going with the status quo and just playing hockey and doing something, not have that big story, they're not. They, they wouldn't get the viewership that they are getting right now, which is great for yeah. this sport. In reality, because I think we should talk about it more. In reality, sure. because I love me some hockey. I love. I mean, we got a couple of people that listen to this show uh, strategically throughout the country. One in Pittsburgh, a couple in Pittsburgh, a couple in Chicago, a couple in L.A. That really keep up with hockey. That we'll get in and we'll talk about it every once in a while. Well, I've been following it since I was ten. So. Good, it, it good, good stuff in that as far as that's concerned. So um, I love what we're doing. Thanks for giving us a call. Anything else you want to cover? Hey, let me ask you a question. If you're the, yes. if you're the Green Bay Packers, okay, and this mm-hmm. is the part I didn't get to Cuervo with. I, I'm not even entertaining. I mean, I, granted, I'll put it out there. I'm entertaining you, but in reality, I'm not entertaining. And you know, extension for Aaron Rodgers, not because he's not good, not because he's not great, but the guy is at you know injury prone. You got him under contract for two years, let him go after that point. I I don't know, maybe that's a mistake, but man, business wise, if I'm the Green Bay Packers, you know, I'm I'm not going to throw a hundred million dollars at a guy that might not be out on the football field for the next five years. I'm just not going to do it as much as I would love an Aaron Rodgers. Business is business. I don't know if that's worth the risk as far as that franchise is concerned. No, I don't think it's worth the risk either, especially now with him getting up there in football years. 34? Yep. He's got another two or three years. Borderline, really. Borderline. He's great, and he's under contract for those two years. 34 is borderline. Yes getting there. I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't see business-wise uh, why the Green Bay Packers would entertain $100 million on a guy that they might only get two or three years out of, because that guaranteed contract is going to be at least $80 million. Look at Kirk Cousins, what he got. Aaron Rodgers is going to get 80 at least. It's not, I mean, guaranteed money. He, he's going to get more than $100 million in the contract, but it's really all about the guaranteed money in reality. He's going to get $80 million, if not 90. And I don't know if the Green Bay Packers, if you want to invest that much money into Aaron Rodgers, when you have the opportunity for the next two years to only pay him 30, $39 million, $40 million bucks for the next two years, I think I take my chances. And if he can get me a championship in 2018, then, then I would take a look at him and see if I would go ahead and sign him up for the long term. Mm, yeah. But at 34 years old, how long term going to be? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's kind of shaky, kind of shaky up on it. So, well, anyway, yeah. it, it, it is what it is. It's it, it is the NFL, and everything else goes. You know, it, it goes to the side. You know, whether or not you know, it, you know, it, it, it's all about performance out on the football field. Whether or not they'll get that money, and it's the same thing for Mary Rogers. Anything Speaking else you wanted to football. cover before you're out of here? Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of football, uh, you know there's uh, uh, new leagues coming with the next uh, couple of years. You got the uh, American Alliance football and a rebirthing of the XFL, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't see succeeding whatsoever. I mean, you've made a no. mistake before. Why would you want to go out and make the same mistake again? 
Well, I think that, uh, to be honest, and I know what you're talking about, I think the WWE Network is going to be all over this. I mean, this, they have their own network, and they're, they're saying all day long they're not going to do that. But, you know, it's Vince McMahon. Okay, Vince McMahon will do whatever he seems necessary. Uh, he says he's going to keep his nose out of it. You know he can't do it. Um, so, you know, when you look at all that whole situation regarding the XFL coming back, I don't think it's a real product in reality when you're no, looking NFL prospects. It's just not there, or they, or they would have had one. There's only one, he hate me, or whatever his name was. The rest of them, they're all scrubs. The fact of the matter is, if that be the right. case, and this other one with four games, that four games, those are scrimmages. They don't mean anything. And the simple fact of the matter is, all you got to do is look at what happened when you had you know, the quarterback, you know, Texas A&M, you know, you know, going out there and having a horrible performance and he's trying to get back in. Of course, you know, we're talking about one, one guy that can't keep himself out of trouble. You know, no one's really looking seriously at those leaps. They're looking college because why? Because when your yeah. average lifespan of every position in reality is maxed out at four years, you don't care what these guys have been doing for four or five years. They're not going to fit your program. And the simple fact of the matter is it's just not the right thing for the NFL to say, hey, I think we can grab up these guys and they're going to be good for us. I just don't see it. Now, yeah, the entertainment I mean, thing, I think I like it. I mean, if you want to do it for entertainment and everything, great. Wonderful. That, you know, Vince McMahon will make it entertaining. It's supposed to be football, not a circus, though. Absolutely. And that's the problem with Vince McMahon being in control of it. Everything he does is a circus. And that's what that that's what's going to be that downfall. And that other league, it's, it's a quote-unquote minor league. That, that, that's been done and over with. I'm not saying it's not a good idea. I'm just saying it's not feasible and no one's going to support it. No one's going to go see it. So, you know, you got Johnny Manziel who can't do anybody. They, they have 4,000 people in the stands. No one cares. I can't believe it. I, I got to turn back to baseball for a second. I can't believe how Detroit just managed to choke in almost every game. They had a five, they had a five-three lead, and then uh, they just blew it. Baltimore just tied the game up. My boss was right. This team was a dumpster fire. Oh my god. Oh yes, they are. They tied it up. The Tigers right. are a joke. Right now. I've been watching that. And, and and you know what? I've been from that area for you know, right. back in the eighties, and I and I loved. I'm, I'm a closet. Detroit Tigers fan, but they can't seem to get out of their own way. They win the, they win it all a few years back, but now it, it's oh, you know, gosh, it's just, it, the, the, to make the comparison, they win it all, and then they're not coming back to do anything about it. And, and they, they, you're right, dumpster trash, and getting guys that are outside their prime, you know, to try to help them that hasn't worked for them. Uh, th- this is a team that really needs to look at their you know, farm system and get it in control because right now it's out of control. I mean, really, because, you know, you know I, I, do, I do a show uh, with um, somebody from Detroit, and, like, you know, and every, for the past few years, I mean, they have been, they have been, a, compl- they have been a complete waste. And it's like, you know, even if you get a, top, a good, good draft pick, it doesn't help them at all. No, it doesn't. You're absolutely oh, man, right. They got, some guy, they, got, 
they kept they kept that young uh, Christian Stewart down there. He's playing the Triple A. They you might as well bring him up, right? I mean, you're you're only hurting yourself on what you think you can get from that guy. He's the top prospect right now, so you might as well bring him up and find out what the hell you're going to get out of him instead of not, instead of not keeping him down in Toledo isn't going to help you at all. Yeah. So. It is what just it is. All right, man. We, we, yeah, it is. Just off. I got to go ahead. I got to fail. We only got seven minutes. A couple of things I got to cover on business. Thanks for giving us a call on the Couch Potato Sports Show. You're always welcome. Good stuff, by the way. And, and you want to get in online anytime. 347-215-7497 is the number. You're always welcome up on the show. We always try to get them up on, on air. And, you know, every time we hit click to go ahead and do the show, we got to worry about whether or not it's a kid in the basement doing something stupid. We got lucky there. Uh, so, but we are where we are. Folks, check us out on Sundays. Check us out on Sundays. We're going to be back in three hours up there. I you know, went and did some business, check out my old man down there. Lots of things that we're going to be talking about on Sunday. At the Tennessee Titans, they're going to exercise Mariota's fifth-year option. What does that mean? Yo, we talk about contract extension. What does that mean? We're not hearing contract extension from Marcus Mariota. No, it's they're exercising their fifth-year option. What does that mean? It's really obvious in reality what that means. Talking about a football team that doesn't trust their guy. And if they were, they would go ahead and do so. So do whatever you want. Lions, they go ahead. Defensive end, Ziggy and Nassau. Well, he signs the franchise tag, so he is all set and ready to go. He was the first-round draft pick in 2013, had 44 sacks in five years for Detroit, including this past season, 12 this past season. Hey, A.J. McCarron, hey, is he unfazed, you know, about the, the uh, Buffalo Bills maybe going ahead and drafting a quarterback? I wouldn't. A.J. McCarron is going to be the quarterback. He's going to be the starter day one. I don't care who they get. And even if they move up, A.J. McCarron is going to get the opportunity in Buffalo. He's going to be the starter day one. Now, question B, because the, the, the Buffalo Bills are a team that can't seem to get out of their way to doing the right thing, which would have been hiring the defensive coordinator and now head coach of the New York Jets is what they should have done when this team was good defensively, but they can't get out of their way making right decisions, and that is one of them. So say whatever you are. Jarvis Landry expected the return of Oakdale Beckham and hopes the Giants superstar will get the money he deserves. Well, I, I'm going to tell you that I've got a feeling about that. We're going to talk about that on Sunday. Just some of the things that we're going to cover. The Bucks also exercised the fifth-year option on Jameis Winston. Why? I, that's another question. Why are they not talking extension? Why are they not giving the new contract? There's a reason why. It, it, they don't trust him. We'll be talking about that up on Sunday as well. So that also having been said, you say whatever you want. Foles wants to start. Well, guess what, Nick? It ain't going to happen in Philadelphia. You're not starting, period. So what are you going to do about it? Carson Wentz will be back. Carson Wentz will be the starting quarterback. What's your attitude going to be? Now he's a backup heading into next season. Now, say whatever you want, okay? 
you know, there's going to be a lot of things going on, and he's trade bait right now. He won't be an eagle. That's in mind. Uh, hey, long-time Steelers linebacker James Harrison announced that his retirement, and uh, he is done. 39 years old. Now, he's done that before. He's done it before. What are you going to do? Big stuff. Question. We'll talk about New England on Sunday. It's going to be a good show. We'll continue because there are going to be more stories coming out right now. So I'm back up on what I'm talking about. We'll talk about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. He says trust the process. That's not good for you, Aaron, because the process is that you're injury prone now. You may be great. But are they going to throw that much money out? I'm going to tell you what I would say. Simple. I'm not spending the money on you, Aaron. I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't know. Should you get the money? Probably. Do I want to spend the money on it? Probably. Is it worth it for the Green Bay Packers? Probably. But in the long run, what does that do to your franchise? going to be a big question. We'll be talking about that up on Sunday, 12 noon Central Standard Time. Let's do it on Sunday. It's that being said, on Sunday, 12 to 3, we'll cover that all. Plus, never mind what's going to be exploding here in the next few days until we get to that Sunday. Will there be more news about it? Will there be more things that are going on that will be reported regarding the Patriots? We'll talk about that as well. And what is your opinion on the Green Bay Packers? Let me know. Get up on my Facebook, Sonny Clark. I'm the bald one. Check it out. Give me a, send me a message. Let me know. Thanks to our guest caller that came in. Didn't catch a thing because he didn't say it. But that's okay. And, of course, join me and Cuervo on Sunday morning. I'm Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. I'm out of here, everybody. See you Sunday noon. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.